You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, episode number 126. And today, ladies, we are going to be talking about natural ways to help our kidneys and our bladder to be healthier on an everyday basis. Because I don't know if y'all recall, but I did a podcast. It was, I think it was, it was a while back and we did it on UTIs where we talked about specifically UTIs and things that you can do because UTIs in women are very common. You know, approximately 25 to 40% of women in the United States, age 20 to 40 have had a UTI somewhere. UTIs account for over 6 million patient visits to physicians per year in the United States alone. And approximately 20% of those are estimated to be emergency room visits. Okay. Around 50 to 60% of all women in general have experienced a UTI somewhere in their lifetime. Okay. And, you know, keeping these organs healthy is vital in preventing health problems. So like I said, in the U S alone, around 26 million American adults suffer from serious kidney diseases. So I thought it would really be helpful today to dive into an episode talking about natural ways to keep our kidneys and our bladder healthy. These are simple things that we can do on an everyday basis in order for us to start being our number one self-care advocate, because as you know, ladies, being your number one self-care advocate is the only way to ensure your health and your family's health is by being an advocate for yourself and for your family and learning about your health is how you do it. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode all about natural ways to keep our kidney and our bladder healthy. So let's dive on in. Hey there, and welcome to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Broad, Millennial Women's Health Guide and Certified Women's Health Nurse Practitioner. I invite you to join me and hundreds of other women who are curious about their health, want to be their number one self-care advocate, and want to build a health portfolio that is robust enough to carry them through every facet of their lives. The Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast is the only resource you need to start, grow, or level up your health to the fullest potential. Discover why women all over the globe call the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast their go-to women's wellness hub, where we talk about women's wellness, we talk about business, life, and everything in between, all the things that pertain to us women being healthy. We are more than just a podcast. We are a community. Well, all right, ladies, we are back for another episode this week. So, oh boy, it's been, you know, quite a week. So I always like to start off by just telling you a little bit about what's going on in my life, kind of make it, you know, so you can kind of relate to me, you know, kind of like we're friends, we're sitting down having coffee. Well, I had put out a couple last month in my Facebook group. And those of you that listen to the podcast or are part of our Well Woman Network 360 group knew that, you know, I put out there that one of my dogs, Tank, um, you know, that he got diagnosed with um, stomach cancer. And actually, it's been almost a month to the day that we, you know, were told and got the diagnosis and stuff. So since then, we've been treating him holistically. Um, you know, I've been giving him juice plus every night. He's been getting, you know, olive oil or giving him, you know, just facilium to help him, you know, with his, with his, um, with his going to the bathroom and all kinds of different things. So, you know, so far he's been okay. These last couple days, you know, he's kind of taken a turn, you know, to where we're seeing that he's starting to slow down and things are starting to change. And, you know, if you are a dog lover, you know, and if you own dogs, you know, that they become part of your family. And this guy has been, one of our best friends for over 10 years. So it's just, you know, very, very hard to see this. And, you know, it's funny because 
he really doesn't show like that. He, he doesn't act like he's in pain, right? He's still eating, you know, but I start, I'm starting to see that he's really starting to not eat as much. And he's like laying around and he's more tired and, you know, which is typical, but like, he doesn't cry. He doesn't act in pain. So, you know, my husband and I were like at this crossroads because we're just, our hearts are breaking. You know, we don't want to lose one of our dear friends and, you know, and should we, you know, should we let him go? You know, we don't want to see him go downhill too much, you know, where he's suffering, you know, but yet he, we don't think that he seems to be suffering a lot. So, you know, you're at that crossroads of what do you, what do you do? So we have daily conversations about it. And I kind of told my husband, I was saying the other day that, you know, I'm just, I'm just having a lot of anxiety over this because I think about him all day, every day, you know, and then like he sleeps in in our room with us and we can hear him breathing at nighttime. And it's just starting to freak me out a little bit because, you know, I just, I just worry about him, you know, and I don't want like our doctor, our vet said, which I don't think really is true. She said, well, you know, part of one of these masses is like, you know, they could burst. And I'm like, you know, I've never seen a cancer of any organ, you know, in human or an animal burst. So I don't think that it's going to burst. I do think that, um, that, you know, it's going to metastasize, you know, and my husband and I, we both know that it's inevitable, you know, but like I said, it's just been breaking my heart. And, you know, so if y'all could just, you know, say a prayer for my tank and for our family, um, and just, you know, and you know, this sounds horrible, but in my heart of hearts, and I whisper this into his ear every night as we pray over him. And I just, you know, I say, you know, tank, I would just love it if you would just go out on your own terms and you would just go to sleep and just not wake up. That would be my ultimate dream. I know that sounds horrible, but to me, that sounds so much better than us having to take him to the vet, you know, and they give him the shot and they do whatever they need to do. You know, that I just, I hate that. And I've had to do that with, we've had five other dogs that we've had to do that too. And two of them had a really horrible experience and it left, you know, a bad, bad memory in, you know, in my mind. And I told my husband this time, he's got to be the one if it, that's how it's going to go. And he knows too, but he, and it's just, he's not looking forward to it either. And especially with all this COVID crap going on, our vet, where we live close to where we live is just very, not very affectionate. They're just not very, you know, concerned with, you know, you being in there, they told us, well, we could be in there, but only for part of it. So I don't want to go into it anyways. I'm just very kind of just upset with our vet and everything too. It's not our old vet. Our old vet was fantastic, but he retired and this new place took over and they're just not like the old vet guy. So anyways, if y'all could just, you know, say a prayer, like I said, for my family and for Tank, I would greatly appreciate it. And, um, you know, we'll see what we see. We're just watching him day by day and we'll kind of go from there. But anyways, on to today's topic. So I know that was kind of a downer and I'm sorry about that, but you know, I just felt like I needed to put that out there because I do need prayers just for peace of mind, you know, just, you know, whatever's going to happen. So I wanted to talk to you today, like I said in the intro, about natural, you know, things that you can do for bladder and for kidney health. Because, you know, as women, we tend to see that we get a lot more UTIs. And I tend to see women have more, um, you know, interstitial cystitis, I see, than men do. Um, I think I think men and women have probably the same, well, probably around the same statistically, you know, of incontinence. You see a lot of men who have incontinence, they have benign prostatic hypertrophy, which causes incontinence. Women just get a lot of incontinence as they get older, but we see a lot of overactive bladder. We see light bladder leaks, um, you know, in younger women who just had children and stuff like that too. So there's a lot of, you know, bladder and kidney things that 
that are out there. So I thought, oh, what a great topic to talk about. So let's start it off with by like kind of talking about what the kidneys and the bladder do. So the kidney and the bladder, they are both responsible for removing waste products and toxins and excessive fluids from the body. Now you might've already guessed that, but thought I'd just put it out there. The kidneys also produce hormones that regulate blood pressure levels. And while the bladder is that temporary storage um, and it's receptacle for urine. So we all know what the bladder does and we know kind of mostly what the kidneys do. Maybe y'all didn't know that your kidneys help regulate blood pressure and the two, you know, kind of go hand in hand. So something else you may not have known today. Good thing you learned, right? And you tuned in. But keeping these organs, ladies, healthy is vital in preventing health issues. In the U.S. alone, around 26 million adults suffer from serious kidney disease, okay? And other kidney and bladder problems that you may encounter or you may have heard of, like we just talked about, number one, number one, all-time urinary tract infections or UTIs, bladder infections or whatever else you might want to call them. We've all heard or you might have even experienced kidney stones, um, blood in the urine, under, another name is hematuria, uh, protein in your urine. Maybe you've heard that term. You know, if you are a diabetic, we're always looking for protein in your urine, or if you're pregnant, we're always looking to see about protein in your, your urine for preeclampsia or any of those type of things as well. And protein in the urea is called proteinuria, um, other bladder control issues and other chronic kid- kidney disease. Okay. Kidney infection and a bladder infection sometimes are, are two different things. And people kind of sometimes get them, you know, interchangeably, they think they're the same. No, usually a bladder infection tends to be less severe than a kidney infection. A a bladder infection that goes and migrates and gets into the kidney then becomes a kidney infection. And usually with a kidney infection, you're going to see more fever, nausea, vomiting, more serious side, you know, more side effects or more symptoms than you are with just a normal bladder infection. So what are some of the things that we can do? from a, just a general health perspective to keep our kidneys and our bladder healthy on a day-to-day basis. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So let's dive into that. Okay. So the kidneys filter and process fluid in the body. Like we just said about 200 liters every day. Now you probably didn't know that, that they filter about 200 liters every day. That's a lot of liters. Okay. They have a million filtrating units called nephrons. And once the kidney filters the excessive fluid and other toxins, the waste will form as urine. The urine then passes through the ureter and stores in the bladder for about one to eight hours before you urinate, depending on how much water you drink, how sometimes determine how often you're going to go to the bathroom. And weather also depends on how much you're going to go to the bathroom when you're drinking water. In hot weather, you may notice that you can drink a lot more water and you have to pee less because you're sweating it and you're hot. So you're losing the water in other, in other forms versus when it tends to be cold outside and you drink a lot of fluids, you'll tend to notice that you pee more often because you're not sweating it out or losing it in other forms. Okay. All right. So cleansing is one way to help the kidneys and the bladder to function properly and to keep them healthy. Okay. So with cleansing, you can reduce and avoid the risk of infection. So today I want to talk to you about some natural ways to help your kidney and your bladder health. So number one, starting off is just to reduce caffeine intake. Okay. Too much caffeine ladies may inhibit the absorption of minerals and nutrients in the body. Drinking coffee can also cause dehydration, which then can cause an increase in the risk of bladder infection and urinary tract problems. So in case you have the urge to urinate and also, um, it can also increase your 
I'm sorry, it can also increase the urge to urinate if you drink a lot of coffee because coffee is a stimulant and it can also irritate the tissues of the bladder. So you should limit your coffee intake to about three to four cups of coffee per day. But if you've been around for a while, or maybe you'll heard me say somewhere in the past in one of the other podcasts, if you want to dilute one cup of coffee for every one cup of coffee, you actually need four cups of water to dilute that caffeine from that one cup of coffee. So the more coffee you drink, the more water you need to counteract and drink to get rid of that caffeine and the excessive stuff from the coffee. And here's a side note, coffee has a lot of toxins in it, you know, not to gross you out or anything else like that. But if you ever do a study or research on coffee, you know, other than organic, and you have to even be careful with the words organic too, but there's a lot of coffee has mold in it and it has, um, toxin, not bad toxins, like, you know, poisonous things, but it has toxins depending on the way that it's grown pesticides and chemicals and different things like that in the fertilizer and the soil that it's grown on. So you just have to kind of watch. I mean, I drink organic coffee and I have maybe two cups of coffee in the morning. And then I try to, while I'm drinking my coffee, I'm sipping my water or I will go to water after I drink my coffee. So I only allow myself to have coffee in the morning, first thing. And then the rest of the day, it's either water or it's decaffeinated herbal teas that I drink. And how much you should drink, okay, depends on number one, the weather outside. And number two, how active you are as a person too. You know, you don't want to drink so much water if you are not a very active person either that you're going to cause opposite issues. But you do need to drink enough to get those kidneys flushed, okay? So everybody has a different amount. If you work out and you and you go to the gym and you're exercising or, you're, or you work outdoors, you're going to need probably a lot more water than somebody who's sitting in, in an air-conditioned desk all day and who really isn't moving their body. The person sitting at the desk does need to drink their fluids to keep their kidneys hydrated and their bladder, you know, clean, but they probably need less than the person who's, you know, working construction on in a hot day outside. Okay. So remember you need different hydrations for different situations. Then the next thing is to reduce your alcohol. Alcohol can contribute to, to urge incontinence and it can irritate your bladder's lining. It can also increase the acidity of your urine and it can make you have, if you have a UTI, it can make a UTI worse. So limit your intake of alcohol or better yet, you know, just don't drink at all, but you know, again, drink in moderation if you have to. Then you can also, I don't know if you ever heard your provider or your medical person talk to you about doing Kegel exercises. And trust me, ladies, Kegel exercises are not just for women in the menopause, okay? You've had children, you need to do Kegels too. Even if you haven't, if you had any type of bladder surgery or other things like that, you need to do Kegels. And what are these? For women, Kegel exercises or pelvic floor exercises help in controlling and strengthening your pelvic muscles. They improve your ability to stop the leakage of urine. And if you perform these exercises, especially if you have urinary incontinence, you can notice an improvement after about three to six weeks. Okay. And how do you want to do that? It's kind of like I tell my ladies, start to go pee, then stop yourself. Try to hold it and count to 10. If you can count to 10. So you go pee, stop, 10, pee, stop, count to 10, pee, stop, count to 10. And you do that for a couple times. After a while, you're going to get, you're going to get familiar with that sensation of holding, of pulling up and tightening up your pelvic floor that you can do it even when you're not peeing. So you can do it even if in your car, when you're sitting at a stop sign or whatever, and you can practice it without actually having to go pee once you understand and understand that feeling and know what it's like to contract the pelvic floor muscle. 
Okay. And there's a lot of physical therapy places too, that if you have something, you can be referred for physical therapy for pelvic floor must, you know, help with that muscle muscle as well. So the next thing is like we talked about earlier, drink plenty of fluids, especially water. The body needs water at all times. And one of its main purposes is to help the kidneys and the bladder flush out toxins from the body. So yes, it is recommended to drink at least eight glasses of water each day. You know, again, like I said, it depends on you, climate, and a lot of different things, but aim towards eight glasses of water a day. And here are the best times of the day to drink water. Number one, soon after waking up. And you know me, I talk to all of my ladies about, you know, drinking that, you know, glass of warm lemon juice in the morning to help detoxify and get toxins going on your body. Drink before a meal, before and after a workout, before taking a bath and before bedtime. Now the bedtime thing is this. For some of us, we can't. I don't tend to drink a lot of water before I go to bed because otherwise I end up waking up in the middle of the night and I have to go to the bathroom. So if you're one of those people, then drink maybe one or two hours before you go to bed and that way you won't have that problem throughout the night. Because water also helps to regulate our body temperature and it facilitates nutrient absorption and it reduces the risk of conditions such as kidney stones, migraine headaches, headaches in general, and infections overall. It can help prevent constipation and it can help with weight loss too. All right. So, however, there are some cases when you need to drink less water, such as when you have a kidney, when you have kidney issues. Okay. If you have, if you have like kidney failure or you have any kind of kidney problems, you're on dialysis, or you have any type of heart condition, congestive heart failure for people who are older, those type of things. Although we've seen that in younger people too. Um, those are times when you're going to want to limit your water. Okay. So there are times when you don't want to drink a lot of water and those are those specific times. So what are some other things that you can do? Well, you can drink teas, juices, and you can take probiotics because they all contain vitamin C that boosts the immune system. And it also helps to flush out the toxins in your body. So a lot of juices and herbal teas have antioxidant properties in them that help out. So speaking of probiotics, So we know that probiotics are food supplements that contain live organisms to maintain the good bacteria within our gut and in our body. But we're also seeing that research shows that taking probiotics can also support urinary health. It helps reduce the risk of urinary tract infections, and it also can help to boost your immune system at the same time. Then, you know, I always talk about a lot vitamin D because vitamin D is known for keeping the bones healthy, but you may not also know that it also supports bladder health. Research shows that a lack of vitamin D can decrease the ability to control the pelvic floor muscles, which contributes to uncontrolled urination or incontinence. So, you know, we talked about vitamin D is a pro growth hormone and it has a lot of great functions, does a lot of great things in your body. So you should have your vitamin D checked if your insurance allows you to do that. If not, maybe the cost is, is you, you can take on the cost just to get your vitamin D checked. So you know where you are. Okay. So here are, I want to give you some fruits and some herbal teas that you can try that will help to cleanse the kidney. Like I said, lemon water helps great cranberries. And we're going to talk about cranberry more at the very end, apples, pomegranates, watermelon, and coconut water. Coconut water is one of the best kind of um, waters that you can use as like, if you are working out and you want to use it to rebuild your electrolytes, coconut water is by far the best, my friends. So, you know, if you have never tried it. I encourage you to try it. If you do like it, keep on drinking it. And, um, you know, I like mine flavored a little bit. I'm not a really huge fan of coconut, but if I put a little bit of different flavoring in it, I tend to be able to tolerate it a little bit better. So the next thing that you know that I'm always going to touch about and talk about too is a 
healthy, balanced diet, because a well-balanced diet is important to help all the body organs work effectively. When we eat healthy foods, it is the key and it is the cornerstone of our overall health. Remember what you put on the end of your fork ladies does make a difference. Go check out my reel over on Instagram. I did a reel about it. It ensures that you get the necessary vitamins, minerals, and other nutrients that your body needs. So you make, I want you to make sure that your diet contains the following. If you are looking to add kidney protection and bladder protection to it, celery, Celery is rich in vitamin C and other minerals and nutrients that boost the immune system and they protect the kidneys and bladder against infections. Celery contains antioxidants that neutralize toxins in the body. And celery contains an apigen compound that is used to fight bacteria, viruses, and inflammation of the body in Chinese medicine. So, hey, celery has zero calories. It has a lot of water in it. So you're, you're getting zero calories, great hydration from it, and you're also getting great support for your kidney and your bladder. So, you know, slap some peanut butter on it, slap a little, you know, locale ranch dressing, whatever you can do. Or if you happen to love it plain, go out and get a bunch of it. The next thing is, um, garlic, excuse me. Garlic is rich in vitamin C and it's used to reduce inflammation. Garlic contains allicin, which is an antibacterial agent that helps fight infections in the urinary system. It can help treat yeast infections by preventing the growth of yeast and promoting good bacteria. It can also help treat your male partners or significant others in large prostate. Okay. Onions are next. All right. Onions are rich flavonoids that are powerful antioxidant. They help fight toxins and inflammation in the body, and they may also reduce high blood pressure. So because people who have kidney and bladder issues are told to reduce their salt intake, using onions and garlic may be another great way to add some flavoring to those dishes as you remove salt. And really all of us should be watching our salt intake. Okay. Next berries, berries such as blueberries, cranberries, raspberries, strawberries, and cherries. They're all rich in nutrients and antioxidants. Berries help promote the healthy function of the kidneys and the bladder. Berry juices help cleanse and prevent kidney infections, including urinary tract infections. Okay. Beans, black beans are rich in protein and fiber. They contain antioxidant compounds that help the body fight some diseases and infections. Okay. Black beans also help maintain a stable blood pressure. So beans have a lot of good things too. See, did, did you all know that, that food is medicine? I mean, come on, you know, Hippocrates, he was way ahead of his time when he was saying food, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. Look at all these things that, you know, that berries, beans, onions, and all this stuff, what they can do on their own. It's just, it's fabulous. And it's, it really is mind blowing. Okay. The next is leaf is um, dark, greasy, lean vegetables. Green and leafy vegetables such as spinach, broccoli, kale contain different nutrients and antioxidants. Spinach has inflammatory properties and is a, has anti-inflammatory properties and is a good source of iron, folate, and other essential vitamins. It also helps to regulate blood pressure and boost the immune system. Broccoli is rich in fiber that promotes good digestion to prevent urinary incontinence. Kale or leaf cabbage contains vitamins A, C, and vitamin K and other phytonutrients that can help prevent cancer. Okay. So now I know what you're all been asking because you're thinking too, and I know it's probably in the back of your mind because my patients, my clients, both online and offline always ask me this question. What about cranberries, Michelle? Can cranberries really treat urinary tract infections? So let's get into that topic and let's explore it. Okay. 
All right. So, you know, germs can create health problems, especially urinary tract infections. More than 150 million people around the world experience a UTI each year, making it one of the most common bacterial infections out there. Taking antibiotics is one of the most effective ways to treat this infection, but it also comes with a higher risk of developing other problems, such as fungal infections, reducing your gut flora. You know, there's also side effects from taking antibiotics, nausea, vomiting, rash, diarrhea, and a host of other things. Other issues is the, is the efficacy of antibiotics becoming compromised due to resistance from overuse. So because we tend to use the same family of antibiotics to treat UTIs, especially in younger people, you know, you run the risk of that, of, of that antibiotic becoming resistance to the bugs, meaning so you give it and it's not going to help anymore. So the more that we can do from a holistic perspective and treat and, you know, our, our bladder and our kidney and be treated from a holistic perspective and keep it healthy and try to keep at bay kidney infections, bladder infections, and all those other things, the better off that we are going to be. So instead of taking medications to treat a mild urinary infection, you can try to prevent or overcome an infection naturally. There is no one popular way that is very effective, okay, more so than the use of cranberries because we all hear about it. We hear about cranactin pills. We hear about drinking cranberry juice, all this kind of stuff, and people swear by it. So let's get into it a little bit further. So cranberries on alone contain many nutrients and antioxidants. That's why they're considered a superfood. They contain vitamin C, flavonoids, and organic acids. They contain PACs, which have also been noted as being effective in improving oral health. Okay. Cranberries are rich in polyphenols, which are believed to decrease the risk of cardiovascular disease. They can also help reduce body mass index and help improve blood sugar levels. Preclinical studies of cancer cells and test tubes also show that cranberries have a significant positive effect on cancer cells by slowing down their growth and triggering their death. So are cranberries effective for UTI management? Okay, that is the question. So cranberries have been proven effective in managing urinary mild, 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 mild urinary tract infections. A study conducted by a team of researchers showed that cranberry capsules can lower the risk of contracting a UTI. Okay, contracting one. So it's used as a preventative. However, studies are divided as to the effectiveness of cranberries in treating or preventing UTIs. Other reports say that they don't help much reducing recurring UTIs, while some point out the inconsistent amounts of active ingredients in cranberry supplements. Because, you know, depending on where you are buying your supplements or where they're being sourced from, depends on the, you know, there's a big difference on quality of what you're getting. Okay. And we've talked about that before, quality and supplements, you know, versus you go down to Walmart, you buy the Walmart brand versus you go and you buy a reputable company that you can look up online and you see where everything they're sourcing, two very different things. You know, you want to purchase the product from the company that you can go online and do research about where the, where their stuff is coming from. That's the source you want to buy from, not from Walmart where you don't know nothing against Walmart either. Okay. So there's a divided house. Okay. And then there's also a divided house on cranberry capsules versus cranberry juice. Unfortunately, the typical cranberry juice found on the market won't work as well as you hoped in treating UTIs. Experts say that you have to drink a large amount of concentrated cranberry juice unsweetened to treat UTIs. It may help keep your body hydrated, but it will no longer contain those P, the PCOs, that I, the PACs that I was talking about that your body needs, and that doesn't reach your bladder to help your bladder with its health. Okay. Cranberry capsules can be a better option. 
One capsule is equivalent to eight ounces of cranberry juice. So number one, it's easier to take. Number two, it's not loaded with all the sugar because most people do not want to drink unsweetened cranberry juice. Okay. And juice, especially if you're a diabetic, you, you know, you really want to be limiting your juices altogether. So taking a pill in the pill form is better than drinking the juice. But again, cranberry isn't for everyone. While you may find, ladies, that cranberries may be a convincing treatment for UTIs, you have to consider other factors as well, and you have to know if it's right for you. For instance, cranberry is rich in oxalates, and taking it often in high doses can contribute to kidney stones. So if you're a lady who's had history of kidney stones, trust me, you know what they feel like, and you sure in heck do not want to be getting them back. So you don't want to be, you know, drinking or taking a lot of cranberries in high concentrations because it can contribute to your formation of you getting another kidney stone. You should also avoid taking cranberry products if you're on the medication Coumadin because it can lead to uncontrolled bleeding just because it's just, it's one of those medications that you just have to be very careful with what you're eating and cranberries are one of them. Whether it's a cranberry supplement or increased intake of cranberry juice, you need to consult with your medical provider to find out if that's the best route for you. Okay. A lot of times, you know, being your number one self-care advocate, as we, you know, talk about, you know, that that being your only way to ensure your health is, you know, sometimes, yes, you have to go and find out is this is something that you should be taking, or if this is something that you shouldn't be taking just because your friend took cranberry pills, doesn't mean that it's going to work for you either. Okay. So you've got to make informed decisions. Look at the medications you're taking, talk to your pharmacist about it and, or talk to your medical provider. If you are taking medications to know, will cranberry pills interact with any of the things that I am taking currently? Okay. That's how you become your number one self-care advocate. You ask questions and you become curious and you want to find out if it's safe or not. Okay. So let's talk about some other methods of treating UTIs without antibiotics. Besides cranberries, there are other natural steps you can do. So let's talk about them. Number one, drink plenty of water. Like we talked about before, because water will dilute your urine and it helps it pass through the ureter tract faster, making it harder for bacteria to breed to levels that can, that can contribute and make up an infection. Number two, we talked about earlier, use probiotics. Good bacteria such as lactobacilli can protect your urinary, your urinary tract by preventing dangerous bacteria from adhering to the urinary tract cells by producing a strong antibacterial component in your urine and by lowering your urine's pH level. So when you lower the pH, the bugs can't grow and live there very long. Vitamin C. Vitamin C is known to help boost your immune system, lower the pH level of your urine, and form nitric oxides to kill bacteria. So drink more water, use probiotics, take vitamin C, and I'm sure all of us have been taking vitamin C for the past year and a half with the um, pandemic. So it just keep on doing it. Okay. So then I get asked these questions, are there any other ways to prevent urinary tract infections? So yes, there are, there are ways to help prevent urinary tract infections other than what things that we talked about. So I want you to keep these things in mind to help, you know, as an overall health perspective of keeping your urinary system healthy. Okay. So number one, probably know this probably been drilled in your head. If you were a girl since a little, since you were little and you first started being potty trained. Okay. Cause we're talking to my granddaughter telling her how to do this. Okay. After urinating, make sure to wipe your genitals from front to back and not the other way around, especially as a woman, okay? Because you want to go from your urethra, wipe your, when you pee, wipe from that way to the back. You don't want to be going from your, you know, back to the front because you don't want to be bringing any bacteria from the poop side of it into your urethra, which can travel up your track causing a UTI, okay? 
Always keep the area between the genitals and your anus clean. Cleaning the genital area properly helps prevent infections. Proper hygiene will help prevent bacteria from forming in your urinary tract system. However, I want you to treat this area gently as excessive or improper cleaning can provide a breeding ground for infectious organisms. Okay. Use warm water when wash whenever possible. Use unfragranced soaps or mild soaps. Wear comfortable, non-irritating underwear. A lot of times we see an increase in, an increased risk in UTIs in women who wear thongs just because it irritates, you know, it's, it goes between the butt crack and it's irritating the urethra on the front. And it's a great place to breed stuff from the anal area into the urinary tract area. Use unscented or mild soaps. Like I said, you don't need all that, you know, spray stuff, Vagisil this and, you know, spray that, you know, I don't, it's so funny because I joke in this area, I talk to my husband all the time, like they make women feel like we are the dirtiest creatures around, especially in our private areas, right? You know, like, oh, you need Vagisil for this. You need this feminine wash for that. You need the spray for this, that, that, because, oh, only women have an odor. Men never get an odor down there, right? So I joked to him that, you know, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to create a line of ball wash, you know, and penile spray because that way, you know, men have something too, because like, oh, like if they go run and they come home and they're, they're, you know, their testicles are like close to their body and they're sweating that they don't have an odor. Come on. All right. But that's just, that's a sidetrack. That's my, that's my future business. Okay. When you do, when you do wash your private areas, rinse thoroughly and pat dry. Most of you know this too, take a shower instead of bathing in a tub, but I love baths. So, you know, Hey, I take baths, but I don't use fragrance. You know, I don't use baby. I don't use what do you call it? Bubble bath or any of that kind of stuff in my tub. I only use essential organic essential oils. And like I just said earlier, avoid applying commercial products like, like powders or any of those scented gels to your genital area. Okay. Urinate right away when you feel the urge ladies, because make sure that you urinate regularly and you don't try to excessively hold it. Otherwise it can result in infections because when you hold it, it causes the pH to, you know, to increase in your bladder over time. And it can cause you to have more bladder infections. So pee when you have to, if you can pee regularly. Okay. All right. Let's see here. Um, I'm trying to think. Okay. Ooh. Oh yeah. I'm trying to get track. Okay. So getting back to cranberries, want to, want to kind of end the note there. Cranberries are showing positive results as an alternative treatment for urinary tract infections. However, we need more studies to be conducted to further prove its effectiveness. There is compelling antidotal evidence for many women who take cranberry supplements either as a preventative or when they feel the first signs of a possible UTI. Okay. Before you decide to take cranberry capsules or drink cranberry juice to treat UTIs, like I said earlier, it is best if you talk to your medical provider first to see which one is right for you. Also ladies, the best thing that you can do is to practice habits that keep your urinary system healthy so that you don't have a UTI or you get them less often. Okay. So I wanted to kind of just tell you too, you know, best practices are to drink water, to go to the bathroom when you need to, to wipe properly, to eat healthy, to exercise, you know, all these things contribute to an overall healthy body and a healthy person. So like I said, you know, our core premise here at Well Woman Network is we truly believe that you need to be your number one self-care advocate. It is the only way to ensure your health and your family's health is when you start taking a proactive 
part in your health, when you want to be curious about your health, when you want to find out about your health, when you look at yourself as an investment rather than an expense, your health that is, when you take time to put into your health to get positive outcomes. This is when you become your number one self-care advocate. And that's what we do here at Well Woman Network. You know, we don't provide you magic pills. We just provide you the proven resources, okay, in simple, easy terms that show you how to become your number one self-care advocate. That is by educating yourself and understanding your body. So we teach you how to understand your body, what to do if you want to up-level your health in all the things that we do whether it's on Instagram, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on this podcast, whether it's through our programs or our upcoming membership, all of the things that we do are driven around that one premise. Okay. So if you truly believe in your core, if you believe that premise that your health is essentially up to you, then you are in the right place. Then I am the right woman for you because I do not provide magic pills. I just provide you with great resources in order for you to be the hero in your own health. If you think that somebody else is responsible for your health, Hey, that's fine too. But then I'm not your person because I believe that you are the best person to ensure your health through understanding your body. So we need to open up conversations because the women that I would love to be in our tribe are women who, you know, want to get in front of the mic, the women who comment, the women who send me DMS, you know, we need to start talking about these things. Okay. If you don't come forward because you're afraid, because you're ashamed, oh, I have PMS, oh, I have period cramps, or I have this, or you don't want to share your health concerns in a community of like-minded individuals, then we're never going to change the scope or the field of women's health education. Okay. If we don't start talking about these issues, we're not going to be able to make it better. So the women in this community, I need for you to be bold. I need for you to stand up. Okay. Put the questions in our Facebook group at Well Woman Network 360. You got concerns about your health, put them in there, ask questions. Okay. Maybe other people who are smart in our, in our community can answer some of those things. I'm not the only smart person around there. We have a lot of smart women in that community. Okay. You want to hear topics. I need you to voice those opinions. What topics you want to hear. DM me over on Instagram at Well Woman Network. Okay. Follow us on Instagram, like our stuff, comment, share, you know, that's how Instagram moves the needle. Just like on iTunes, you know, when I ask you guys to go over there and rate and review us, that's what moves the needle. Okay. If you want to be proactive in your own health and you want to move the needle forward for other women in overall wellness for women's health, then I need you ladies to step up and start taking action. Like our feed over on well, at well Woman network on Instagram share our post, you know, comment on our reels, give us topics that you want to hear. So tell us what you want to hear. Join Well Woman Network 360 on Facebook, join our VIP newsletter where we, where we put out a workbook once a month telling you what we'd like you to do each week and give you tips and tricks to move your health along. Join our upcoming membership coming up June. Let me see and look at my date here coming up June 11th, 12th, and 13th. I am putting on a super smoothie three-day endless energy challenge because one of the things that I hear so much about in all of the areas is just about, Michelle, how do I increase my energy? You know, I'm a working woman. I'm a working mom. I'm juggling all this and I'm tired. Or I hear, oh, being tired is just the norm. I'm just, I'm just used to it. I, I just suck it up. 
Well, no, you don't have to suck it up. So over three days, we are going to be talking about how you can, or how you can, things that you can do to boost your energy. So the doors aren't quite open because we're not opening them yet until the week of June 8th. No, I think we're going to open the doors. Oh, we're going to open the doors for enrollment on February, I mean, February, on June 4th. Okay. And I'll be telling you as we move along there, but you can also follow our posts over on Instagram and the different things that we're putting out there and then join. It's free, right? And I'm going to be on there teaching for three days. You get a super smoothie um, guide that has some great recipes in there because super smoothies are a great way to get those antioxidants that we talked about today. And then over three days on a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, each day I'm going to be coming to you talking live in in our private Facebook group. And if you can't join us live, you can get the replay where I'm going to be giving you things, tips and tricks on how to increase your energy for lifetime. So I hope that you'll join then and you'll keep tuned to all that thing. I hope you'll join us over at Well Woman Network 360. Please follow us and tell all of your women friends we need. We need to get to over 10,000 followers this coming year and I need your help. So please share our Instagram feed, okay? We need to start a movement, but I can't do that myself. Share this podcast with all of your girlfriends. Share our feed with all your girlfriends. Tell all of your girlfriends to join us over at Well Woman Network 360. So ladies, Hey, I'm looking to you. I'm looking to be your teacher. You know, I'm looking to give you all the resources that you need. As you can tell, I'm so passionate about this, but I need your support and I'm asking for your support. And I'm asking for you not only to pray for my tank, as I said at the beginning, but pray for me and this mission that God has given me and help me in this movement. Okay. So until next week, ladies, I hope that you have a blessed, a blessed, blessed week. You know, I always, you know, am praying for all of you who listen. I pray over this podcast, the listeners. I pray over people who read our blog, who are joining us on Instagram, everywhere. No matter what belief you have, I'm praying for you. And I hope that you have a richly blessed week. And bye for now.